Yes, greetings everybody listening. God bless you all in the mighty name of Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Um, it's Jay Lee. Uh, some of you know who that is, some of you do not. But yeah, ultimately we are back here again for 40L Podcast. And I'm here with my brothers them. I'm here with man like Joshua McCammon. What are you saying, my bro, Josh? Yes, yes. Big love, big love. How you man doing? Yeah, God's grace. Looking, looking forward to hearing the gems. Man like CK. Love, love, love. The I to the D. What you saying? <laughs> major um, love, major love, man. Good to be here, man. As always, you already know how it go. Love, love, love. God's grace. Good stuff, good stuff. Excellent. So, now that we've got all that out the way, yeah, <laughs> back again, 40L. And we're here ultimately to discuss today... Um, and God willing, by the grace of God, and God allows us to do so in his mighty name. Um, we pray that ultimately what we're about to touch on is will will be um will be educational, um, will be informative, and will give a clear understanding um on this subject. And the subject being um false teaching. And like I say, by the grace of God, we would like to be able to um discuss this one further, discuss this one in, in great detail. So it's a very extensive topic, so bear with us. Um, it may not all be covered today. It won't all be covered today, but it will be covered um, in due time. And there'll, different, there'll be different parts that are covered in due time. Um, but um, yeah, we just wanted to introduce the listener, um, whoever may be listening. Like I say, may this bless you in Jesus' name. Um, and we just pray that um, we, we are we we just pray that we introduce you to false teachings if you do not know for those so some who does not know but if you already do know we just want to give a bit more insight and information where that is concerned so that you may be able to through the power of the Holy Spirit discern what false teachings may be so like I say God go with us on this um, on this mm-hmm. journey um, and yeah so. Yeah, I just wanted to open the floor with the question really then to to you guys. What would you both define, what would either of you define as a false teaching? Um, David, I'm going to come to you first. Um, what, are you gonna, what would you define as a false teaching um, from, from, a, from a biblical standpoint? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, there's several different scriptures um, that basically, even just from like, like the Old Testament to the New, we see several different places where there have been false prophets, um, false teachers, and the warnings that we are given, um, given as believers about false teachers and the danger that they can cause. Um, one of the most important ones, um, just off the top of my head, is the danger, the danger to one's salvation. So anyone who basically, so if we go to, for example, Galatians chapter one from verse eight, I believe. All right, yeah, so Galatians one, verse eight, it says, but even if we or an angel from heaven should preach a gospel other than the one we preach to you, let them be under God's curse. As we have already said, so now I say again, if anybody is preaching to you a gospel other than what you accepted, let them be under God's curse, fully a curse. Now, this is basically saying that these men, yeah, like, and even if it's an angel deep, that even if it's an angel, 
if we if they preach any other gospel meaning any other way to heaven any other way to god then let them be a curse because jesus done came and gave the gospel in revelations it says this is the final book so when people are adding and subtracting and telling a congregation a bunch of lies they're not just deceiving them but they are literally damning them to hell because when people believe in the lies unfortunately these men are going to end up in hell and some people um some teachers would even say that hell doesn't exist people um false teachers are people who go against god's words a lot of them do it for selfish gains selfish desires you know i can go on and on and on there's so much to say but um yeah i'll let you man um or josh i'll let you um sort of take over from this point and i can go on uh into greater depth later in the podcast yeah it's it's a topic that we speak about quite a lot it's one that gets me fired up gets you man fired up and for right reasons you know like you said david um there, there's different levels to how you know dire the effects can be of listening to false teaching some people don't really see it as a big issue oh you know so what if they're you know not always correct no one's perfect so what if they're not always accurate but the point is this when it comes to matters of salvation we we can't play you know we can't play with god's scriptures now when it comes to false teaching there's different levels to it and something i was even reflecting on right is not all false teaching is obvious you know a good lie is usually you know there's a lot of truth and then a little hint of a lie but if i read from matthew chapter 7 verse 15 yeah it reads watch out for false prophets they come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ferocious wolves mm-hmm. now the reason why i thought i'd bring this verse on this topic of you know false teachers is because it's not always obvious some people honestly believe they are following good teachers just because the teachers are popular just because you know they might have um big followings big churches um you know um, maybe celebrity affiliations they feel like oh surely if they're that high up there they must be a good teacher but it <laughs> says they come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly, they are ferocious. I, I've, I've seen pastors manipulating congregations with, for example, if I address one specific um, doctrine, they, they impose the, the act of tithing in a legalistic way. Mm. They use Old Testament scripture to say that people are now stealing from God if they don't pay their tithes. Hmm. Now, what they do, if people actually check the balance book, where's that money going to you? Because one thing, we are under the, the new covenant, right? Before I go on too much, we're under the new covenant. <laughs> you see what I'm trying to yeah. say? Christ came to fulfill the law. We, we're, not, we're not under works. We're not under the Old Testament law. So when they are preaching that people must pay 10% tithes, more times they're preaching wrong there in the first place. And secondly, where's that money going? A lot of them are using it for their own selfish desires and own selfish gains. So... That's just one aspect of false teaching that we're going to get into in more depth later on as well. But let me pass it over to the man like Jay. Jay Lee, you know. Let me pass it over to you now, bro. I know you got fire to drop on this, man. Yeah, man. Bro. Um, Boy, you man said, said a lot already. I think we can end it here. No, I'm joking. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, um, 
hundred percent. As you man rightly said, um, you know, you man both said good things and both read out good scriptures. And ultimately, the whole point is that um, when I asked you man what you define as um, define as false teachings, what I should have said was what you man what do you man define as false teachings according to what the Bible says. But ultimately, you man did that anyway. And what I want to stress is that to anyone listening is that. What would when we're going to false teachings and so on and so forth, it's not because of what we feel, it's not based on us, it's based on what the word of God says. Um, and Josh made a good point regarding the word of God, and it's like, um, and David touched on it as well, where you said about, um, in the book of Revelation, where Jesus says, you know, not adding to this word and whatnot, because. Ultimately, if you can start playing with the Bible, the Bible loses its value. And at that point, then it's a free fall and we can just do, do what we want. Mm. That's not the point. That was never the point of the Bible. The Bible was the point. The point of the Bible was the point to Jesus Christ in the Old and New Testament. And ultimately, if we start playing with scriptures based on our own interpretations, based on our own agendas and our own ideologies and bias, then at that point now, it loses its power. And at that point, there's just it becomes the, the the book, but the book is no longer holy. It's no longer a holy book. It's a it's a book, right. a book that you could buy off Amazon and you could just mm. lay and write and write stuff in it. It it, it holds no weight at that point. Exactly. Um, but yeah, biblically, yeah, um, false teachings are anything which just like you man say go against the word of God and say that there's, for example, teach things that are that aren't um, within the word of God or use the word of God to okay so okay so obviously things like eisegesis and stuff like that reading into the text what people want to read in the te- into the text as you said josh for the for the sake of for example as a one-off example getting people to pay tithes you know you're reading into the text what the text is not saying right yeah, and nice. it's destructive to a congregation because and david i know you i know you can you can touch on this more about um, um about about the about how pastors are viewed in God's eyes and uh, how false pastors are viewed in God's eyes as well, more so. But ultimately, you're in charge of, yeah, whether you're in charge of 10, 20, 50, 100 people, you're in charge of those people coming to listen to you over Zoom or listening or to come to your church on a Sunday and hearing the word of God and hearing it correctly and understand, leaving with a better understanding of what the word of God says. Um, and in that in that aspect, we go to um, Nehemiah chapter eight, right? In the Old Testament. Um, uh, bear with me. Yeah. We go to Nehemiah chapter eight in the Old Testament, right? And um, we see at this point, Ezra, Ezra, sorry, Ezra the scribe, scribes were people who writ, copied the, um, the, the Bible were like word for word um, in those days. Um, so it starts off with now all people gathered together as one man in the open square that was in front of the water gate. And they told Ezra the scribe to bring the book of the law of Moses, which the Lord had commanded Israel. Um, mm. So Ezra the, Ezra the priest brought the law before the assembly of men and women, all who could, um, all who could have understanding on the first day of the seventh month. Then he read it from the open square that was in front of the water gate from morning until midday before the men and women and those who could understand and the ears of all people were attentive to the book of law. So everyone's gathered round now to hear the book of law. Everyone's gathered to hear and the book of law, for those who don't know, is um, the Pentateuch and uh, there's another word for it, but ultimately the first five books of the Bible being um, 
Genesis, Exodus, Deuteronomy. Um, Mandem, help Leviticus, me out. Leviticus numbers. Leviticus numbers. Thank you. Yes, I could. I, it's always them two that that throw me. I was. Yeah. <laughs> um, cool. Um, and we and you can fast forward a little bit to verse eight, and it says, um, "No, even even no, yeah, yeah, yeah." Verse eight. And it says, so they read distinctly from the book in the law of God, and they gave the sense and helped them to understand the reading. So you see that in Old Testament times, that people were gathering around to hear the word of God, and ultimately they helped everyone have an understanding of what the, of, of what the text says. Because ultimately, there's no point coming to hear hear someone preach, hear someone preach, or hear someone teach now, and you leave, for example, um, with the gospel relating to you. And, and, and it being a me-centered gospel message or um, n- not having a clear understanding of what, of what the word says, because that's what leads to people not understanding, for example, things like the finished works, their identity in Christ, um, the, the, how can I put it, the detail in which Jesus describes hell, for example, so on and so forth. But ultimately we read it from then and um, they made sure that everyone who was listening, um, everyone who everyone gathered around to hear this word, and they made sure that everyone had a clear understanding of the word before everyone had um, this dispersed. The, the chapter goes into yeah. more details, and there's more names, but um, God willing, that gives a clear understanding. Um, so, so yeah, ultimately, um, yeah, any false preaching is something which is any false teaching is things which is when you're reading into the text. Is when it's going against directly the word of God. Um, it's, it's taking scriptures out of context to apply it to a way which suits you. So, um, so yeah, um, David, I wanted to bring you in on this point actually. Where, for example, what are what does the Bible say about people who about false teachers and false pastors? I know you have knowledge where that's concerned, God willing. Yeah, no, um, I think you mentioned earlier regarding the resp- uh, accountability that they have. And it's so it's so dangerous. Like um, in James chapter three, verse one, it says, um, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. The responsibility that one has, like when the congregation is sitting under you and listening to you, you better make sure that what you're saying is the word of God. And if you and your heart and your flesh gets in the way of that, um, it is, it is detrimental to, it could be detrimental to one's salvation. But, you know, I feel like with false, a lot of false preachers, they don't care. Like false teachers, they just, they don't care. I feel like they've reached that stage where even like, so even if they're listening to this right now, I, I think they'll probably just be like, shut Um, So I really want to appeal to the congregation and the people who are listening to these false uh, teachers to study the word for yourself as well, because it will protect you against their their lies and and deceit that they're bringing uh, to you guys. So like, for example, and I thank God for this, but I remember, um, fam, I'll just be rolling it. Like I remember this false prophet must've came into man's church in it. And he said, he said that hell does does not exist or um he said hell's not forever but the bible says hell's forever he's like hell's not forever people were kind of like what and he was like i've ruined your theology right and he's all making a joke about it and then you know when they say stuff and you're thinking oh this guy he's gonna back it he's gonna back it or he's gonna say he was just like oh god's not so wicked to put someone in hell forever 
And this guy's a falsehood. But the, the thing is, this guy was giving prophecies and they were false prophecies. He was saying a bunch of stuff um, that was inaccurate. I remember on one of my brethren, he came to his church before, but obviously this false prophet didn't know that my brethren, I know the guy um, and they go to a different church. And this guy came, gave a false prophecy to um, my, my brethren. And then he said the same thing to a lady in my church. It's like, this guy's just making stuff up. And then, um, so when he was doing like basically at the end of the church, he will be calling people forward and that it got to a point where, um, I think, yeah, I was leaving and I was at the door and he was like to man, um, you. And then I was like, yeah, he was like, come. I was like, who me? He was like, yeah. I was like, no. And then I walked out like, I'm not for it because he is butchering the scriptures. Like, and Jesus says, in fact, when we go to, if man can just back it, Carl. I really should be grabbing this. All right, so Romans chapter 16, yeah, mm -hmm. verse 17 to 18, it says, yeah, it says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, to watch out for those who cause divisions and put obstacles in your way that are contrary to the teaching you have learned. I All I've known is that hell's forever. And this guy's already been given a bunch of false prophecies, so he's yeah. already not on my, in my good books, you dig? And then it says, keep away from them <laughs> for such people are not serving our lord christ but their own appetites by smooth talk and flattery they deceive the minds of naive people now what i'm saying i'm saying all of this to say people if you're listening to a preacher um and you're not sure what they're saying please go back to the scriptures and see this guy just made a a, a tremendous claim he made a big claim I need to see if it's matching up with the word of God. You feel me? Because we are to actually be, in fact, the Bible says we should test the spirits to see if they are from God. For many false prophets have gone into the world. I mean, like I said, it goes on and on and on. And Josh, like you mentioned earlier, um, you mentioned about it, the, the, the danger is that these men are, they basically wolves in sheep's clothing. Like that is dangerous because so, Second Corinthians 11 from the 13, verse 13 to 15 yeah, yeah, says for yeah. such people are false apostles, deceitful workers masquerading as apostles of Christ. And no wonder for Satan himself masquerades as an angel of light. It is not surprising then if his servants also masquerade as servants of righteousness, their end will be what their actions deserve. Fam, when I say like this topic about false teaching, false teachers, it, it I'm had a passionate about it is because it's so detrimental to the body of Christ, and so it causes so many divisions, and people are giving like that like so for example you mentioned about the tithes you got the poor giving tithes thinking that they're going to be cursed by god if they don't give money like um it's like there's a difference between tithes and offering like a man could really go into that but these men who are falsehoods they're basically like yeah give this or you're gonna bam people have actually said things like um i have actually pronounced curses on people you feel me yeah. and i just think i just think it's it's it needs to stop but you know we we only know from what the scripture says that um christ is just going to return and just end all of this stuff because um yeah but yeah ultimately in conclusion what i want to say is people who are listening um and you know lit under um a church or you're listening to someone online or on youtube or whatever just test what they're saying by the scriptures just just study the scriptures please because 
it is so dangerous if you fall for this. Um, but yeah, man could go on and on and on. But yeah, go on, man. <laughs> we screaming, Josh. Fire, 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 fire. Honestly, it's it's so true. And I was even trying to um recall a verse. Um I'll come to that one in, in due time. It was in the book of Jeremiah. I believe it's Jeremiah 23. Um, just trying to get that up. But before I even go to that, one point I wanted to include, right, was from um, the verse in Timothy. It's 2 Timothy chapter 4. Yeah. And let me just open it up properly now. Okay, where is it now? Okay. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to come back to that. But oh. I guess... Unless someone can help me find the verse now, it's, it's the one on itching ears. Here it is. First, there is verse three. My mistake. So, verse three reads For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. See, the thing is, when it comes to these false preachers it is so broad sometimes it's about salvation other times it's just about you know them trying to be legalistic but a lot of the time it's these feel-good messages yeah now question is it sound teaching or is it feel-good preaching (laughs) i think this is this is something that is so widespread in a lot of churches that it goes unnoticed. Is it actually sound biblical teaching or exactly. is it a motivational speech? Exactly. exactly. 100%. 100%, bro. Um, because, because, yeah, really quickly, sorry, because the thing is, what happens with these mega churches, right, is people come in with the thousands. They come flocking into the churches. Why? Because they're hearing, oh, yeah, God's going to bless you. He's going to give you that Mercedes, going to give you that house that you want. And the preaching comes with so much passion, smiling faces, like, and it's like all about how God's going to bless somebody. So you could say prosperity gospel, right? <laughs> but if now, let's say, for example, you know, um, you wanted to bring a friend to church now and you've been trying to say, yeah, come church, come church. Let's say your friend comes to church now and all they hear is a motivational message. At what point did they hear the gospel? Exactly, bro. At what exactly. point did they hear about the need to repent of their sins and understand the finished work of Christ on the cross, that they are saved by grace, what happened, the substitutionary atonement. When do they hear what happened? When do they hear how to be saved? Or do they hear a message of, okay, God's for you. He's been for you. Come to the altar, give your life. People then go to the altar. They cry, right? They say, oh yeah, I'll give my life to God. They will get dunked in water. I think they're saved. But did they actually understand the gospel? Did they actually repent of their sins? Did they actually receive Serious. grace? Or did they come and do a form of works? Oh, tell them. Oh, like, this thing is deep. This thing is deep. So People will be hearing motivational speeches all the time. Think they're going to give the life to Christ. But what are they doing to be saved? They're trying to behave now to be saved. Because so all they've heard in the teaching was, oh yeah, be good. God will bless you. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So that's the yeah, I wanted to exactly. share that as well. And and just on like just to add on to that real quick, um, Jeremiah chapter twenty three verse sixteen says, "This is what the Lord Almighty says: 
do not listen to what the prophets are prophesying to you they fill you with false hopes this is the lord speaking yeah says they speak with visions yeah okay yeah this is that he says um they speak with visions from their own minds not from the mouth of the lord they keep saying to those who despise me the lord says you will have peace and to all who follow the stubbornness of their hearts they say no harm will come to you (laughs) what like like what how are they getting away with this like and the congregation is continuing to encourage these people these times jesus done warned us about these men and unfortunately um and i believe it's whole side four six um jordan you always call it uh, for lack of knowledge my people perish my people i feel perish. like the church yeah. they, they just don't read the word a lot of the time and because of that they are falling for the the, the, the falsehood amen Amen, bro. A hundred percent. Yeah, what you men are saying. I'm, I'm, I'm listening. I'm listening like one fan. Still, I'm just taking what you men are saying because <laughs> I, I, I agree wholeheartedly. But the way you men are wording it is so, um, it's so powerful and it's so important. God willing, to the person who may be listening, um, I don't, even, I don't even know. I don't even know where to take it. Like, but David, you touched on it. Um, you, on you said about testing every spirit. First John chapter Steve. four verse one. Um, beloved do not believe every spirit but test the spirits whether they are of god because many false prophets have gone out into the world um as josh touched on in matthew chapter 7 verse 15 um false prophets that come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravenous wolves right the key word there being beware because um and and sheep's clothing because they look because people's people's threshold for sound teaching is the fact that they mention the bible now hmm. that doesn't mean anything because <laughs> exactly because Satan tried to use scriptures to tempt Jesus after he'd come out the wilderness. What? So Word. just because you can say a scripture, because you can recite a scripture and whatnot, Jesus, Jesus is basically saying, saying, bro, you're taking this thing out of context, my guy. Like that's not what that's not what God is saying in that aspect. So so you know, if it's me you're trying to tempt, you 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 woke up too late. Um <laughs> because you didn't wake up early enough to get me. So it's this thing of your threshold can't be because someone mentioned scripture and that's the and that is the thing but people are people as we say are itching ears and they're easily pleased and it wants that and once as once someone says something which panders to what you want to hear and that's the thing we'll turn we'll turn to church we'll turn up to churches and to listen to pastors and and pastors and so on and so forth sorry with with things that we want to hear for example, like mm-hmm. as Josh touched on the prosperity gospel now, right? Some people see God as an end to the mean. They see God as an end to justify their means in life. So it's like they see that, oh, if I start believing in God, then I can achieve everything I want. I can get this. I can get these yeah. really possessions. I can live my best life now. But God tells you your best life isn't now. God tells you explicitly your best life is not meant to be now. Your best life is going to be um, in uh, when when you're in a new heaven and new earth um, by the grace of God through knowing Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Mm-hmm. And when when people are when people are listening to their favorite pastors and favorite teachers, like for some, if someone says to me, "Listen to a pastor or, or, or a preacher now," I automatically I'm I'm, quite, I'm I'm testing them straight up and down, and it's not a personal thing. But if someone wants, if they, yeah. do you know what I mean, if someone wants to be offended about it, they can be offended. But if if yeah. I, I'm testing them straight away because I need to know that what I'm listening to is going to be sound, 
I because because bro, I've been I've I've been tricked. Like I won't go into it now because God willing that may be some another time. But like I was listening to a preacher, and then thinking this preacher was calm. This preacher, this preacher was saying was making sense, and then I saw a person on exposing them on YouTube now, and I was like. You can't expose in this person. This person, this person, not what they're talking about. But because I'm unbiased in this, my bias is towards God through the power of Jesus Christ. I've got to, my, oh, my bias is towards God, so it's not towards no man. So with exactly. that being said, now I said, cool. I'm watching it though, isn't it? Because if someone's saying, if someone's saying something that I need to know about someone, I need to, I need to know. Like if, exactly. if you're, if if my friend or someone I know is is is, is planning to do me to do me dirty on in in some aspects, I need I need to know. It's not. Oh, they're my friend though. They could never do me like that. Of course they could. So same with the pastor. So long story short, yeah, I watched the video and I was like, bruh, what am I doing? I was thinking, this is going over my head. I remember that I was like, maybe this was maybe around this time last year or so. But the first time I'd ever heard the word context and I was like, context? I was like, it makes mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Like context yeah. where the Bible was, is concerned. It had it exactly like context to whatever it is it's saying. And now people are happy to take the Bible out of context to make it mean what they want it to mean, which is I said Jesus, which is which is wrong, right? Mm. I do Bible study with some of my brethren, right? What we when we're reading the Bible, we're not reading we've like we've had discussions about certain about certain scriptures and so on and so forth before, right? We're not trying to read what um, our interpretations or whatnot into the text, we're reading what the text says and letting our interpretations come from there. And ultimately that's what it should be. Um, 100%. But um, yeah, I love what Josh was saying about the, um, the the false doctrines and that and how they're destructive, especially where salvation is concerned. Cause as you say, right, if I bring my friend, I've, you know, if I bring someone who I know, cause I have people who I know who I want to truly accept Jesus Christ as Lord and savior, right? If I bring them to a church, right? And they leave going, right, that felt good. That, he was, he was, the pastor was funny. No, 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 but mm. you now know the finished works. No, no, but he, he was jokes though. Like, I love when he told that story about, you know, yeah. what I'm trying to say, it's not mm. about the stories. It's not exactly. about, it's not about, it's, it's not even about how you feel about the pastor in some aspects. As long yeah. as the pastor is teaching the word, you don't even have to like that pastor on a personal level. But if that person is teaching the word of God, job done. And exactly. like, I, like, like I'm more to the point, you want people to know these things so that it helps them better spiritually, not le- not leaves with them thinking, uh, feeling better within themselves in terms of I can just carry on the way that I'm living. I have I felt no conviction. I can still live a worldly manner or a worldly way and whatnot. But I'll turn to church on Sunday and that's my and that's and that's job done. We don't want people come to church and feeling and feeling these things. We want people going away feeling more empowered through jesus christ feeling more empowered mm-hmm. giving more praise to jesus christ going oh lord jesus thank you that you thank you that you died for my sins thank you that amen you amen for, trust me fam. you looked at me and said and said for this person i'm worthy to die for trust me i want their sins to pay for i want them to have right standing uh, like what not leaving feeling oh. Not even feeling right. Oh, rah! You know what? Next time I get a paycheck, I'm gonna give half of it to church, or yeah, or, or or yeah. This week, I'm gonna go and start speaking things into the atmosphere, and I'm gonna go and start. I'm gonna go and start praying for that for that house because mm-hmm. some preachers are saying things like, "Oh, God is getting ready to take you to the next level." What does that mean? What does what does that actually mean? God is getting ready. So is God not ready? Number one, number two, <laughs> yeah, take me to the next level. What is the next? What is this next level? Supposing I'm in hospital, suppose I'm in hospital with something with a serious illness, telling me God's getting ready to take me to the next level. But that's what does that mean? That's not biblical. That's your message. So 
Mm. It's definitely important to um, be discerning of these of these things because these things um, these things they're in sheep's clothing. They appear to you and they just go, "I'm a Christian. Oh, I I I I did this. I did that. I pray for this person. I did. I mentioned the Bible." When people go, "Oh, must be a Christian," then it means you know it doesn't it doesn't it, that doesn't equate. That doesn't that doesn't that doesn't equate to um to that person being sound in what they're going to preach essentially. Exactly. Exactly. Facts. Major, can I, can major, I quickly major add facts. one? Because you see, um, you see the book of Jeremiah, chapter 23, right? Like, mm-hmm. there's so much, so much wisdom. Time. There's so much wisdom within that chapter about this topic, right? And I just mm-hmm. want to drill into um, a few verses in particular. I think we've read them already, right? But I just want to show and emphasize on some points, right? It reads in verse 21, and this is you know, the Lord speaking. Mm-hmm. I, I shall go from verse 20. It says, The anger of the Lord will not diminish until it has finished all he has planned. In the days to come, you will understand all this very clearly. Then it says, I have not sent these prophets, yet they run around claiming to speak for me. Exactly. I have given them no message, yet they go on prophesying. Now I want to drill into this here. If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words and they would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds. Exactly. Amen. Now, when I read this before, I even read past that. This, you know, you know, you read a Bible verse, you read it. Yeah. Verse 22. If they had stood before me and listened to me, they would have spoken my words and they would have turned my people from their evil ways and deeds. Hmm. We don't hear that in mega churches nowadays. We don't hear that in yeah. in ear sermons. We don't hear preachers calling sinners to repentance. We don't exactly. hear them trying to turn people away from their evil ways and deeds. Yeah. And without repentance, how can they receive God's grace? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yes. So I'm saying. So sometimes yeah. it can come across like, oh, why are these three just bashing pastors? What, because you don't ain't got a church? Why do you want to do just bash people? No, it's not that. It's the fact that in that position, on that pulpit, they have a responsibility to speak in context, as Jay, as you were saying, Jordan, speak in context, right? Don't just mm. cherry pick verses about, oh, I know the plans I have for you, plans that prosper you, so therefore get ready for your prospering season. No, mm. like, you're taking the Bible out of context and you're making people miss the point of the fact that we must repent and come to Christ. If they don't mm. do this, how can they be saved? Amen. And this is why it's not just a thing of, oh, well, I like this preacher. And yeah, fair enough. He doesn't always preach about heaven and everything else. But you know, he's helping me advance in life. What good is that doing for your soul? Exactly. (laughs) What good is that doing? Like these times, they'll never preach about, okay, well, you know, end times. They'll never preach about. You know, charging tribulations. Instead, they preach about how, oh yeah, like you're gonna be blessed, and like you were saying, Jordan, oh this is your season, this is your season. Like people no, have so far away from the word. <laughs> like, exactly. We, we we've made God into a genie. Sadly. Can you imagine? Sadly, it's like Sadly. people don't even understand the name of the Lord. They think His name is Give Me because anytime they pray, it's Give Me, Lord, Give Me, Give Me, Give Me. Like, they don't actually respect and have reverence for God. Instead, yeah, they treat, okay, yes. if I just, you know, if I just come in line and if I just line up to give tithes, raise my hands high and sing really loud and cry, then I'm going to get a blessing from God. 100%, bro. 100%. Sad, 
serious. No, and major and the blessing that people are seeking is not even they're not even seeking God, they're seeking God's hands. They're not even seeking God Himself. They're actually seeking, okay, what can God give me today? I've got bills coming up, He can help me pay my bills. I've got, you know, my child's going through some troubles, He can rescue my child. Fair enough, God is able. But are we missing the point of the scriptures? Are we making the scriptures about us? Is have we turned church into us? Okay, is what God can do for us. Are we not here to serve God? Are we not here exactly. to glorify God and to actually be servants of Christ and spread the gospel? Because this world is dying. Everything's fading away. Like you said, Jordan, right? It's not about living our best lives here on earth. It's about preparing ourselves for Christ by the grace and power of the Holy Spirit, preparing for the next life. And people are missing this. Everyone wants to live that, you know, um, American dream. Big house, nice cars, fair enough. We can grind and get blessings. We can grind and get different, you know, um, achievements in life. But at the end of the day, we can't take it with us. 100%. Word, 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 man. 100%, man, um, Josh, bro. You're, bro, you're speaking facts. Um, before, you, before you come in, David, yeah. Um, First John chapter 2, verse 16. Um, no, even 15. And it says, do not love the world, all the things in the world. If anyone yeah. loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. But all that is the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but it's of the world. And the world is passing away and lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. Because, like as as you're so rightly saying, people are preaching things which are which are worldly. That these things these things pander, pander to their flesh. These things don't pander to their spirit. So they don't they don't go out thinking, "Rah, my friend, you know, he or she doesn't know Christ," but minor minor it's cool like because I'm, I'm trying to i'm trying to grind for this house i'm trying to i'm trying to i'm trying to pray to god for this house and that or i'm trying to pray to god for 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 this job and that and and that, and then this is the thing people's relationship with, with god is affected which is the unfortunate side of it and they go oh they only speak to god now when they want something when they need something and then they, and it's, it's a thing of it's and as josh says god said god becomes a genie god becomes someone who's just meant to just grant your wishes and that and it's like yeah that job interview okay. <laughs> I'm going to pray, I'm going to pray hard, I'm going to go ham, I'm going to start reading the Bible, start doing all that now. Once that job's, once they've got that job now, so oh, glory to God, glory to God, glory to God, you're the greatest, oh my gosh. Then after that now, that's it. All, all, all now, God, God can't, God can't hear from them. God, God's waiting to, God's waiting to, or they'd go to church New Year's Eve and all, and, and all sorts and start, you know, talking about the things they want this year and so on and so forth and that and whatnot. Ask them if they, ask them if they spend any more time in, in um, um, with God that the rest of that year they're, they're going to tell you ah oh, I ain't really got time and yeah time's not on my side and that it's like no you're not willing to make time but because oh. you're and, and then when you are when you do now find someone now you're finding a pastor who's preaching worldly things and um, preaching to you which part which panders to um the lust of the flesh to just the lust of the eyes and pride of life and this and it now becomes it, it's, it's now it's now all of a sudden it's, it's fine and now all of a sudden you now have decided to decided to make time for god um and um david you touched on the scripture actually and um um obviously I, um you, you you can talk after me in this aspect because i think you you brought some attention in jude chapter one verse three to four and it says beloved while i was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation i found it necessary to write to you exhorting to contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints for so a man have crept in unnoticed 
We long ago mm. marked out for this condemnation. Ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord and, and that, sorry, deny the only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. And yeah, bro, I was just thankful when you brought that to my attention because glory to God. So true. And like I say, I know it's something that you can, um, that, that you know, that you know as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. And it just goes back to the whole sheep's, um, wolves in sheep's clothing because it's like, like, you're in a church and you just basically a lot of people believe that if man says he's a pastor or um you know a christian then that's that in it for me so someone can come into the church claim to be a christian but really these lot are there with an agenda you feel me um they can claim to be a prophet and or a man of god but they're there with an agenda um in fact yeah there's couple scriptures so like um, if we go to First Kings twenty twenty, um, yeah, twenty two, first eight, um, and this is at this point as well. I'd say that if if you're listening, and or you know, just generally to the congregation who are listening to false teachers, um, and you are offended and hate what we're saying, and or hate like when a tr- a, a true man of God is preaching heaven and not earthly things. I'd say like check your heart, car. It kind of reminds man of I believe it's King Ahab. Um, I'm just finding the scripture now. Um, deep what he says, random guy. This is all right. I'm gonna go from verse seven. So First Kings chapter twenty-two, verse seven it says, oh, "But Jehoshaphat." Okay, yeah, I'm here. Love, bro. Um, but Jehoshaphat asked, "Is there no longer a prophet of the Lord here whom we can inquire of?" The king of Israel answered Jehoshaphat, there is still one prophet through whom we can inquire of the Lord, but I hate him because he never prophesies anything good about me, but always bad. What a baby. <laughs> like, what, what a spoiled. <laughs> nah, 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 but levels like, and this is the heart, this is the heart condition of people who hate sound teaching, who they would rather go and listen to false teaching because it makes them feel good. They're like, you know what, I hate this. It's never anything good. It's 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 never anything good. And it's just like, um, I think it goes on to conclude. Um, but was bad. He is um Mekahiah, son of Imla. The king should not say such a thing, Jehoshaphat replied. It's a heart condition. It's like, where is your heart at, bruh? Like, and Jesus said, he, he says, what should it profit a man if he gains the whole world but loses his soul? Like, and, and in Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 to 2, yeah. to set your minds, it says, in fact, we go from, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God set your minds on things above not on earthly things like it's 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 not it's not like so if you want a house a shelter you want a roof over your head it's all well and good that you want these things but when you're consumed with the the lust it's that it's Mm. like it's the lust for it the lust is Mm -hmm. a violent passion I, I believe I even remember hearing Pastor Billy Crone mention that lust doesn't just mean passion, it means violent passion. It's, I got to have this. Oh my flipping egg, I will sell my left arm to have this. When you're consumed with the lust to grab 
the boastful things of life. So the boastful, uh, what is it? Um, the pride of life, boastful pride of life, the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, the yeah. new car, the new house, the new this, the new that. And it's like, well, what about your desire for Christ or your desire to live for God? What yeah. about sitting there and being like god what's your will for my life like jesus jesus said to the father he goes um if it's possible let this cup be taken away from me but not my will yours be done like 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 if we're saying we're christians and we really want to follow christ are we actually ready to say you know what god not my will not my will but yours be done like man i'll be real and i believe and i trust by god's graces will minister to people i have been in a position where i have desired a career right i have desired certain things but then i saw how i began to idolize it certain things become idolatry and hates idolatry i knew that i wanted to have a successful career in acting i knew that i wanted to have a successful but when i saw that this thing was consuming me and I had little or no time for God. I said, you know what, God, forget it. I don't even want it anymore. What do you what do you want me to do? Like I you you died for you purchased me with your blood. I'm no longer my own. Like my life is not my own. In church we can sing I give myself away. My life mm. is not my own. To you yeah. I belong. But yet we go and say that no you know what this is my life i want to live it how i want and it's just words and that's when god's like these people honor me with their lips but their hearts are far from me colossians says set your hearts on things above and and yet god is seeing the hearts of these men and they're like he's like no he's not their hearts are far from me he knows the bible says in revelations that jesus he's the one who searches the hearts and minds of man like and so when we deep it right i think what we need to do is like what the bible says and it's just examine ourselves and see where our heart is see if we are if you're as i say if you're offended and you hate the fact that us man or there's anyone who would say you know don't be um consumed with the 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 lust of this world and all of these things then check your heart because you should really desire god like you should yeah. desire God and what he wants for you. And, you know, it's like the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and don't lean on your own understanding in all your ways, acknowledge him, commit it to him and he will establish your steps. So it's the steps of the righteous are ordered by God. Like when you give your life to Christ and you say, I surrender, you're surrendering to his will for your life. But when you say, no, do you know what, God, thanks for saving me. Yeah. But, you know, I'll take I'll take over now. Like I, I'm going to lead my yeah. own life. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to speak my life into existence. I'm going to say, no, I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this. And then you're listening to what these teachers who are butchering the scriptures are saying. It's idolatry. You're not really after the will of God. And it is just, it's very dangerous. Like I said, man can go on and on. But yeah, ultimately, I want to just say, check your hearts, guys. Um, and yeah, hopefully God's winning you desire um god more than you desire what you want for yourself amen amen can i can i quickly add to that as well because the thing is right when it comes to our desire for god like i I can be honest right you see desire for god is not something that we can conjure up with our willpower right it's actually a gift. It's like the Holy Spirit will do it inside of you and it will give you new desires, right? 
like when you're saved you have you 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 actually adopt these new desires so the things you used to love maybe you know like i used to like you know going out you know doing this whatever but it's like when you actually understand you know what christ has done for you when you actually repent and you actually come to christ and you receive grace it's like the things you used to like you don't know you don't like anymore and the things that you used to find boring you actually find interesting so you have a new interest in scripture a new interest in spending time with god you have a new interest in actually do you see what i'm trying to say but so it's, it's not to say to leave this recording now and then try and force yourself to desire god anymore it's not that it's no. seek yeah. god seek him right question you know reflect wait where, where are my desires on a level yeah. you know where, where am i does am i desiring god or am i actually so focused on chasing money accomplishments and oh. earthly things and okay if i am desiring those things more why is that what's what's actually happened in my heart where i'm not actually focused on god as much as i should be yeah that's now going to be the door of seeking you will you will if you seek you shall find right you're going to then check yourself understand have i actually repented of trying to be ruler of my life am i am i on the throne of my life or is christ on the throne have i truly repented have i truly left certain things behind and truly accepted the fact that without Christ, I'm done for. When that revelation smacks in your face, <laughs> when you realize without Christ, you're gone. That's when you see the beauty of what he done for you on the cross. And you think, wow, he loved me so much. Every wicked thing I've done, he's paid for it. Wow. When that hits you, 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 can't, un, you can't unfeel that. When it hits you, you, your eyes are like, wow, boom, amazing grace. You know, you just see, I was once was blind, but now... I can see clearly now. Do you know what I'm saying? So yeah, that's yeah. when now your desires will start to bear fruit. Wow, like God loves me so much. He says we love because he first loved us. So our love for God will come from us understanding his love for us in the first place. And this is why I have a massive issue with the false preachers because they're not spending time trying to speak about what happened on the cross. Therefore, we're not hearing God's you know, ultimate act of love on the cross. Then people are loving themselves. Yeah, people are loving themselves instead because it's like they they elevate man and if they don't hear about the cross how can their love for god be genuine do you know what i mean so i would say definitely go back to the cross look at what christ done for us look at the fact that he took our punishment upon himself let that resonate in your soul and bring you to you know surrender into christ and then these desires will start to flourish inside of you where you do where you do desire god more where you do want to spend time with god more where your prayers your prayers change from give me give me give me to lord i surrender please allow me to be your servant use me lord for your kingdom your your prayers will shift right the way you see people will shift and i want to go back really quickly as well to jeremiah i I, I ain't finished with this chapter yet really quickly yeah (laughs) it was in verse 25 and this is gonna um, i want to just address this because david you mentioned when a false teacher came to your church one time right Mm, yeah in 25 it says i have heard these prophets say listen to the jew i had from god last night and then and then they proceed to tell liza my name Mm -hmm. how long will this go on if they are prophets, they are not. Pro- they are prophets of deceit. Can you imagine? It says, if they are prophets, they are prophets of deceit, inventing oh, everything yeah. they say. Oh. Well, they're making it up. 
they are making up these, oh, I had a prophecy, and if you just tithe 300 pounds today, you're going to get your blessing by next week, Tuesday at 5 a.m. in the morning. They're making it up. They're making it up. I had a dream that Christ is going to return on, on the 27th. 27th come, nothing happened. They're making it up. It says no one knows the hour or the time. No one knows the hour or the time. But so these false prophets oh, had a prophecy, and in my spirit, it said, tithe 200 pounds, that number specifically. And then your blessing will come. They're making it up. Like, when is it going to sink into people's minds that some people in the pulpits are just men preaching from their own minds? They're making things up to get reactions from people and get type money. Don't be deceived. God, Christ is not dying on the cross so we can get Mercedes. No, no shade to anybody driving Mercedes, but you're not know trying to say it. Christ did not die on the cross so we can be driving around and claiming blessings from the sky. That's not why he died on the cross. He died for the redemption of man. Amen. So we need to get back to what the Bible is about. It's not about, okay, I can open it up. I can find a scripture. I can then pray the scripture out loud and receive a blessing on Tuesday. That's not what the Bible is there for. It's not that. It's, it's about Jesus and Jesus alone. That's it. Like It's about God. Amen. Amen. Hundred percent. Like you say, man shouldn't man shouldn't be reading the Bible and looking about how it points back to me and and how trying to see myself and obviously myself. I'm talking for other people as well. Trying to see ourselves into the um in 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 the scriptures because that's not that's not the point at all. That's not the whole point of it. The point is when you see it, it points back to Christ and then your love for Christ and like you say, spiritually begin to grow. Spiritually begin to understand things understand things more because I was definitely one of them I, I, I didn't bro like I said I didn't know what context meant two years ago I was quoting verses that I didn't know I didn't I know the context I was quoting verses because it because I liked the words and it sounded good but I didn't I didn't know I didn't know what it meant I didn't know what it truly meant I didn't know I didn't know I didn't know why I didn't know why it said what it said essentially if if in in a, in a nutshell and ultimately my spiritually then I began to grow more personally when I understood that this book isn't about man. This book isn't about me. I'm just I'm just a man reading a book. I'm a man mm. reading a holy a holy book, the Lord's book. But I'm a man, so it's not about it's not about me. It's not about how this benefits me. It's not about how I could read myself into this. That is so far from the point. Like Josh says, this is this is about this is about man's man's redemption. And we talk we talking about examining our heart conditions and so on and so forth. A hundred percent. And um, ultimately right wanting the thing as we say as you guys touched on about you know um wanting god's will for your life and um having a heart for others and so on and so forth it comes through understanding it comes from a lens of what it comes from the from the lens of the finished world so understanding what jesus done for us and it comes from understanding from a place of as as you as you guys have touched on about you know as it says in john three sixteen, for god so loves the world um and it says also um can't quite remember the scripture off the top of my head but um, Christ died. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. Um, mm. Understanding that we don't do these things because um, because we have to we have to keep in right standing with God. We we're not talking here about God's teachings and, and wanting to keep and honor God's teachings because oh we're in right standing with God. If we do so, then you know we're in right standing with God. So as Josh is saying, some people are on are on a are on a flex where ah uh, yeah, but th th what they're saying isn't isn't particularly isn't isn't particularly bad. But, what men have to understand is that um, when when we're deep in these things, when we're when we're wanting what God wants, we're doing it because we love God, and because God and because Christ loved us and died for us. It's from, it's from a place of love. It's like 
I'm trying to I'm trying to illustrate in 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 a, in a sense, but it's like for example, when you do something for someone who 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 loves you or, or no or or you love them, for example, you're not do you're not seeing it so much as a chore or some or or as a um or as a um yeah as, as a chore or as a task. You're doing it because you love that person. So because we love Christ, that's why we're so passionate about upholding God's teachings. Because Christ was so passionate about upholding His teachings right Christ you know when Christ tells us to beware of these of these um ravenous wolves with pen sheets clothing that means Christ knew that these would that these false teachers would come because these false teachers were have, have been around for many a year before full teaching isn't something that's new by the way before for anyone who's listening mm. it's not something that's happened mm. since, the, since the year 2000 or since the year 1999 or whatever this has been going on way before any of us were even born right it's been yeah. a thing and that's why that's why Jesus that's why Paul that's why I read it in Timothy so read it in the book of Jude that's why we hear about in Jeremiah to be aware of because because it wasn't a thing of oh I think it's, it's a possibility that these that, that these full teachers and things might and prophets sorry might appear it was from a, it was from a standpoint that they will appear but be ready because they will come it's like it's like it's like you know for example that you know there will be spiritual attacks from Satan in certain areas for certain reasons you know it's going to come, but you have to be ready. You, you can't act like it's like it's like it's never going to happen. So, um, so yeah, that was. Um, I thought that that was that was that what you know was saying what, what you know was saying there was important in that aspect. Um, mm. And um, I wanted to read First Timothy chapter six um, briefly, chapter six verse three, where um, where um, give me one second. Oh. Yeah, First Timothy chapter six, verse three, right? And it says, um, it's about false teachers and love of money in this context. And it says, if anyone teaches mm. otherwise and does not agree to the sound instruction of our Lord Jesus Christ and to godly teaching, they are conceited and understand nothing. They have an unhealthy interest in controversies and quarrels about words that result in envy, strife, malicious talk, evil suspicions, and constant friction between people of corrupt mind who have been robbed mm. of the truth and who think that godliness is a means to financial gain. But godliness with contentment oh. is great gain. For we brought nothing into the world and we can take nothing out of it. But if we have food and clothing, we will be content with that. Those who want to get rich fall into temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people eager for money have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs and wow wow <laughs> that's in a nutshell it's like ultimately the things that are being preached about are being, are being spoken about right the bible was touched on firstly secondly these things don't lead lead to can lead to people wandering from the faith are, are leading to things which are not benefit beneficial spiritually right um but also what i wanted to touch on was that you know the false teachings. There are there, there are many. There are many. Some people deny that. Some people deny the, the the validity of grace and that we are saved by grace through faith. You know, the Bible explicitly mm. says that in Ephesians chapter two, verse eight. Some people deny, like like I say, that um um deny hell and deny that if if it's eternal or not. Some people deny um the Holy Trinity. Um, some people deny the deity of Christ. Some people deny. So this, so, so this is just to kind of give the listener a, a bit of a, a bit further understanding. False teachings aren't are, um, are they're, they're vast because I know I know we're kind of talking a lot about one, but it's vast. 
And if you hear anyone denying, for example, denying Christ, the Bible says that that person is the antichrist, right? Um, and this person, this person is not a God if they're denying Christ. Um, there's so many, there's so many different false teachings, right? That that they're so easy, they're so easy to kind of miss. They're very easy to kind of just go out, swept under the rug, and that's the, that's why we're talking extensively about it because there's things that, for example. You may have heard now and you may have thought, actually, you know what? When I was hearing that preaching the other day, I did feel good about the, the gospel kind of felt like it was pointed to me, but realistically, it shouldn't be pointed to me based on what God's word is saying and so on and so forth. So, um, yeah, just mm -hmm. to kind of touch on that, the, the false teachings are many, they're vast. Then it's not, they're not limited to one thing. And like I said, God willing, we'll touch on more as time goes on, yeah. but yeah, it's not limited to just, to just, um, to just one thing at all but um but um yeah mandem i want to ask if there was um any more points to add on that specifically and also um if not what what would you man say is the solution then um for a listener listening to false teaching i mean other than obviously the the necess the necessary things of oh, avoiding um avoiding false preachings of uh, false teaching sorry if anyone wants to Take that one away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Did you want to go, Josh? Yeah, if you don't mind, I want to just like speak on a level to whoever's listening, right? We don't do this to bash pastors. We don't do this to rain on your parade. We do it because we care about your soul. We, we care about, you know, what's going to happen to what's going to happen to us in eternity, right? We care about this stuff. So therefore we're trying to shed light in the darkness. Don't feel any type of way to leave your church, you know, if it's not biblical. I'll just say that straight up. If, if the pastor's not preaching from the word of God in context and he's not preaching sound doctrine, don't cause beef, but like, don't feel ashamed to have to find a church with biblical preaching because it's better for you to make that step than to just settle in a feel-good teaching church where you don't hear about christ you just hear about how god's going to bless you all the time like if you're not if you're not hearing the things of god then why are you even going there do you know what i'm trying to say Amen. so um that's what i would yeah, say yeah. um that might sound like right oh, you're saying don't go to church no i'm saying go to church i'm not saying that will be the our oh, church is dead don't go to church i'm saying go to one that's preaching correct doctrine go to one where they're preaching the word in context that's mm -hmm. one thing i would say as well um and also yeah like not this episode because you know time you know time's gonna go on but i think in the next part we're going to i'm, I'm I, I don't mind i don't mind i will say names do you know what i'm saying not in a way to condemn people but just to actually point out who are the ones saying what and back it up with scripture to show why they're preaching incorrect teaching and if you hate me for that then hey you know you can shoot the messenger but the truth of the truth you know what i'm saying so um stay tuned for that as well amen amen yeah, yeah. Man. i was gonna say something to it it's not it's just what josh said but sorry david go on you go because i can't no worries, are you sure you, you go yeah, down my brain in fact, no, 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 wait, I remember now, I remember. Yeah, um, Go for it. Mm -hmm. motivational speaking, 100%. Like, if you're, if, you're, if you're leaving that, listen to that service and so on and so forth, and it's all about motivational preaching, that means what they said. It doesn't need to be said in church. It could have been said out in, in, in a seminar or in a book. <laughs> 
right? Yeah, on TED Talks, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say, bro, like, it could have been said yeah, to you well. So, because that person motivates, they're giving you motivational speeches and whatnot, it's like, yeah, but it's not sound doctrine. That's the whole point. Yeah. And, and ultimately, motivational speakers, it's fine for a motivational speaker, but a place for a motivational speaker isn't in a church, same way as, as a place for a pastor isn't in a brothel. It's just, you just don't, yeah. don't, you don't belong there. You, 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 do you know what I'm trying to say? Mm. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. But yes, David, please, by all means. No worries, no, major facts. Um, and God bless you guys, man. My promise, man. You lot are, um, honestly, like, I was making notes and um, drawing that scripture that you, you, um, quoted first timothy six i oh, thank you for sharing that car basically what it is with me uh, is and i'll be real with the world that like i'm coming from a place yeah where i believed about the you become what you think about kind of thing yeah, yeah. Me too. i believed <laughs> yeah let's yeah. read the realness like man believed yeah. that really like real like and like and like hard like and even if it was happening for man like Man really was believing that, but then I saw there was a problem. The problem was, yeah, I mean, there were several, but one of them, it was it was the idolatry, right? It's like exactly. I began to idolize myself, my desires, and elevate so many things above God. And I realized that the world teaches that we are God, like that we are Yahweh, like we are that, and we can control our oh, destiny. Amen. We are we're not and we're not you feel me and when we are not like like the bible says who is it that speaks and it comes to pass when the lord god has not commanded it like man me we are mere mortal i was reading um esther that's where this happened for man yeah this turn i was reading esther and it spoke about i believe it was haman who was impelled right and impalement, if you lot know, I don't know what sort of age rate in this podcast is. I won't go too deep into the description, but the realness is it was an execution in it. And I, I kind of went into like a rabbit hole of just finding different sort of, um, you know, when you just, I don't know, like, you know, top 10 executions, whatever, weird like that, just historic, like historically speaking. And I've done a study and I found that the worst execution was actually the crucifixion. Now, what I teach you is that, thank you, Christ Jesus, for, you know, this is God who knew, like, time before it even began, yet he pits the worst time, um, like, the worst execution in human history to die for our sins. Like, he could have done the ejection like he could have not suffered the pain he did but yet he done that for us of glory to god um and then i started just deep in the disciples were executed like the yeah. apostles like the the ones who we, we you know we're reading um the epistles we're reading acts we're reading romans and we're seeing what these men so paul was beheaded peter was crucified upside down um stephen was stoned to death um, you name it, guys, like, you name it, Isaiah was soaring too, like, what, like, soaring half, and then I kind of just started thinking, at, at that time, guys, yeah, I was, I was sinking myself into depression, because I wasn't getting what I wanted, the earthly things, and then I had a wake-up call, my brothers and sisters were martyrs for Christ, and I'm here, 21st century, crying, and not really crying because it's really bad when I cry. I'm joking, but yeah, no, nah, not. I was, I was, I was really like, like David, like you're not 
getting what you want and getting all frustrated. And I was just like, oh my days, God forgive me. Because what had happened was, I think I read Esther and then I ended up reading Job. And Job 38, God's response to Job after Job went through what he went through. And God's just like, who is this that darkeneth counsel by words without knowledge? Gird up now thy loins like a man and demand it. And um, answer me like, like I'm going to ask you questions and you are going to answer me. Like, it's like where were you when I laid down the foundations of the, of the earth? Declare if thou hast understanding. And then God goes on to, and make a series of points and ask Job a series of questions proving that he's God and he's God only wise and he's the only one who knows what he's doing full stop yeah and so in conclusion what I'm getting at here is I had to slap myself out of this selfish desiring David of this and that and what I want and me trying to control and paint my own destiny and submit to God and just seriously on a level submit to God ready to die for Christ like Jesus says if anyone wants to be my disciple you must deny yourself like deny yourself kill your flesh pick up your cross follow me like follow me and I'm just like God forgive me like for being so consumed by the things of this world denying you God and trying to take and get what I want from this world the preachers and false teachers and I I can't it it just they were just exposed and I was just like fam you lot are capping like this is not what God's saying like like yeah, like, yeah. You, you're you're trying to tell man that I can have things and I I that God is telling me this but that's not what he's saying like exactly. he's not saying that like why are you exactly. lying to me like and, and then <laughs> and it's just it it just really so now and I said in conclusion before, but in conclusion again. No, so now no. I'm just like, God, I want to be this. This is what I want to be, right? If you decide to bless me, um, glory to your name. Like, thank you, God. If you don't decide to bless me, <laughs> glory to your name. Thank you, God. Irrespective, let your perfect will be done. I don't want to just be, I don't want to be in your permissive will. I want to be in your perfect will. I, I want to be in your sovereign will. I, I want you to just take control of my life. Please, amen and amen. That's, that's it. And it's Amen. like, I just don't want to try and paint my destiny and try and do, oh, I know my flesh, my flesh wants all that. It's like the spirit's winning the flesh. Is weak. I know what my flesh wants. And sometimes it's not exactly what God wants. I don't want to fall into that trap. And that's why I kind of just want to encourage everyone. Um, don't fall or listen to the lies of the devil and the false teachers who are telling you that your best life is here on earth because then you get consumed by chasing things up in this world and then forgetting about god exactly anyway. trust me man was, so, man yeah, was man. really out here naming and claiming it boy um grab <laughs> it and grab it i was out here thinking that man had the ability to manipulate life bro man thought i had the force like they had in star wars bro man thought <laughs> I thought man couldn't move objects with my mind and that, bro. That's, pretty, that's pretty much what man was thinking, bro. Like you said, my thought was in control of man's own destiny and thinking that my, my man can manipulate God and yeah, bro. But, yeah, trust me. I think mad. Go on. I, I, I know we got our clothes real quick, yeah. But I really just want to sort of mention this one one point as well, and I feel like this is just let's just deep how short life is as well because we I know like. Like basically tomorrow is never promised in it and it's like people can be they can listen to this podcast and feel like they've got time to 
sort of change their mindset. I know, Josh, earlier you mentioned that, you know, that change ultimately comes with the Holy Spirit. I feel like people get the prompting and could push that off. I, like, I, w- I want to stress this point, yeah. Um, Luke chapter 12, I believe it's from, we'll go from, yeah verse 16 right and this is jesus speaking about this parable it says the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant an abundant harvest he thought to himself what shall i do i have no place to store my crops then he said this is what i'll do i will tear down my barns and build bigger ones and there i will store my surplus grain and i'll say to myself you have plenty of grain laid up for many years take life easy eat drink and be merry but god said to him you fool this very night your life will be demanded from you then who will get what your who will get what you have prepared for yourself Mm -hmm. And then it it concludes on verse 21. This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich toward God. That parable was just like, like man's life could end now. Like let's free the rulers. We don't know when death comes. Like, and man's life can just end now. And you wasted so many time chasing your heart's desire, which wasn't of God's was just of yourselves. Listening to these false teachers leading you to the grave and then just like that, your life's required. What about the time you could have spent chasing after God? And then mm-hmm. if God chooses to bless you with X, Y, and Z, then he will. Like, what about that? But anyway, man can go on. Amen. Glory to God's name forever. Glory to God's name. Amen. It's a, it's a great point. Yeah, man. Um, uh, Josh, yeah, anything, you, anything else you want to add, brother? Yes, I think the main thing I want to add is that you know, please, everyone listening, just take it on board. You know, even if you've never thought this could be an issue, you know, just actually double check for yourselves. The pastors you listen to, the messages they preach, you know, the YouTube channels that you gravitate towards and the popular preaching that you follow, is it actually biblical? Is that verse that you love to quote actually being quoted in the right context? Is it really the right message that you're listening to double check don't just assume it is because they're popular because remember like it's wolves and sheep's clothing they don't look like lies they don't look like it's deceitful they're meant to look friendly they're meant to look like it's the correct thing but if there's anything in you that is saying no hold up like is the whole sermon about how i'm going to get blessings or is it about how we can advance god's kingdom what is it really meant to be about? Just double check for yourselves. I'm pretty sure if you seek, you shall find the truth, you know? Amen. Amen. Definitely. Amen. Lastly, myself. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, false teachings come in, come in many um, shapes and forms. Um, false teachings aren't new. Uh, but also as well, if you find yourself subject to a false teaching, I hope how transparent we've all been is helpful in the respect that don't feel guilty don't feel bad don't feel like you know you've you you're not um biblically sound and so on and so forth because it's not about that it's not about you know about how biblically sound you can be in whole thing it's just about wanting to do god's will and wanting to know god's word and wanting to um have a great great understanding of god's word so they may apply it properly and understand and understand um and grow spiritually and understand yourself um and i'm sorry i understand yourself but understand 
what Christ done for us, understand what God says about us, what God says to us in his word, um, better from a spiritual pro perspective but don't ever please feel guilty about it because it's nothing to feel guilty about because as we're saying walls in sheep's clothing creep, creeping in unnoticed that's the whole point that's it's the whole point it's deception it's lies right you know um we know angel angel sorry satan masquerades itself as an angel of light right these exactly. things happen these things happen these things are are, are meant to happen but it's not about oh let me it's, it's not so much about oh um about oh I'm, i was i was i was being silly before or um or um or i was naive and so on and so forth you might have been naive but we all have been naive we all were naive as i said we've been transparent in this and by the grace of god mm -hmm. we understand that our transparency I, I hope it helps you in your journey in respect of in respect of it can happen to it can happen to anyone it's probably happened to most people that you know now if you know someone who now is 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 you know is, is, sounding their doctrine or so on and so forth they probably was once a victim of that as well it happens to 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 anyone and everyone but we thank god for his mm -hmm. grace we thank god for his love we thank god for his word ultimately because that's what's what's all helped us free be delivered and god's grace will help you all be delivered as well in jesus name for anyone who is listening and is a um and is subject to these false teachings um yeah god willing in the next episode um we will touch on touch a bit more on specific false teachers um and yeah <laughs> essentially a quick disclaimer your favorite pastor favorite teacher they might get their name dropped in there they might get corned <laughs> uh, because, because man, we're not gonna hide and because we know he's popular and oh you we know bad people like him or whatnot what as Josh once said, what we're saying is true. If you hate us for it, then don't shoot the messenger in it because it's not we're, we're not doing it from ourselves. Because what we plan to do is show you, talk about who's false, and not just talk about them being false, but talk about why they're false. Talk about the scriptures that they 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 have taken out of context, mm -hmm. and God willing, offer you some some context so that you may understand where they were wrong and where the word of God is right in this aspect. And ultimately, the word of God is the final authority in all things. But um, but yeah, as I say. A favorite pastor can get it and it's, it's, it is what it is the game is the game but um yes in that aspect we will close um yeah um socials yeah again my guys um man them drop your socials um ck what's the socials remind them please love my bros get our major love uh so ministry page at planet gospel ministries that's planet gospel ministries um on instagram and also on my personal page at david hansen adai um on instagram as well yes love that and um joshua what is the handles what is the socials let us know we can come and catch your fire my bro yeah love bro so you can find me at joshua.mc underscore underscore that's my instagram handle and also the new instagram page 4TL underscore podcast. So this is um, due to be um, up and running as well. So you can find it there. You'll find the details in the um, description boxes as well. But um, yeah, hand over to you, Jay, your socials as well. Yeah, socials again, M-A-K-A-R-I-O-S underscore 22 um, for the Instagram. Um, 
and it's similar for the Twitter. I can't quite remember off the top of my head though, but <laughs> I will try and drop that in the um, description box. Um, although I'm not the most active on social media, but I will try and be where I where and when mm. I can. Um, but ultimately, um, for anyone who's taken the time out to listen to this, ultimately we just truly thank you that you, thank you. Um, that you have um, given us your time, given us and given us however long this may have this may be. We don't, don't quite know yet. It's four in the morning. No, I'm joking. It's not four in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Ultimately, just thank you that you have given us your time to um, to listen to this and just pray. Yeah, again, as a prayer, as, as I kind of said in the start, pray that by the grace of God that you know it was it's truly been helpful to you, enlightening to you, encouraging to you, informative um, in the name of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I mean, God go we God God go with you all who are listening in Jesus' name. Um, glory be to the name of God yeah. Uh, and yeah that's I think that's a wrap for us so until next time <laughs>